Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so May the Lord bless you. I'm so glad that you spend time with me and with the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit today in this lesson. This is the 34th lesson of the series called Building Firm Foundations. I would like to lay down the foundation of your faith so that your Christian walk will be very strong, very stable, and very fruitful. Today, we would like to talk about being a truly born-again Christian. In the previous few lessons, we talked about obedience to the Lord. We walk a life of obedience. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us in this lesson. And we believe, Lord, that you will give us the light of heaven, the understanding and insight, and your Holy Spirit will help us to be able to practice what we learn. We want to be a doer of the Word of God. And we believe, Lord, that the truth will go into our heart and you will build our faith and we shall walk by faith, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before I explain how to be a truly born-again Christian, I would like to read some passages of the Scripture first. And I will explain what the Bible tried to teach us here. In Romans chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, or the good news of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Paul talked about the good news. God wants to save us. God wants us to come into the superabundant life. God wants us to go to heaven, come out from the bondage of sin. And he promises, even in the Old Testament, that he would send the Messiah, the Christ, to save mankind. And when we receive the gospel or receive Christ, we become a born-again Christian or believer. Verse 3, regarding his son, God sent his son Jesus to be our savior, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul said that the son of God took the human form and came from the lineage of family line of King David. He was God 100% and human 100%. And he proved that he was the living God by being resurrected from the dead. Jesus was not just a normal human being, not just a religious leader. He was God and he was in the form of a human being. Through him or through Jesus Christ, and for his name's sake, we receive grace and apostleship to call people from among the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. I would like you to remember the 
sentence, the obedience that comes from faith. Two words here: obedience and faith. Let's look at Romans chapter three, twenty to twenty-six. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. But now, a righteousness from God, apart from law, has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith. Remember the word faith again. In Jesus Christ, to all who believe, there is no difference. For all have sinned. All people in the world have sinned, including me, Pastor Lau. I have sinned. I have a sinful nature on the inside of me, and fall short of the glory of God. We all fall short, or we are much below the perfection, the holiness, the perfect attributes of God, and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. God presented Him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in His blood. He did this to demonstrate His justice, because in His forbearance He had left. The sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith again, faith in Jesus. Before I go on, I would like to explain how a person is born again, how you can enter into the new life. You can become a child of God. And you can receive the righteousness of God. Let me explain to you. The Bible say every person on earth has the sinful nature. We have sinned against God when we were born into the world, and we were growing up from being baby and then become little kid and grow up to be teenager. We all have sinned against God, and by the justice of God. We should be punished, or we should pay the price of sin, which is death. That's why in this world you see death, curses, sickness, poverty, accident, broken relationship, murder, all kinds of problem in this world because we are living in the world that is so full of sinners. I was a sinner as well. In the kingdom of God, after He created mankind, He gave. The law or the commandments or the laws are beneficial to mankind, so that mankind will not get into trouble. For example, in the country like America, the government say don't drive more than 35 miles per hour on this road. That law is for the benefit of the citizen, so that there will not be any accident or less chance of accident or people who walk across the street will not be hit by the car because we come. Slower than 60 miles per hour. God gave us the law. Actually, when Adam was created, God gave him the law that he should not eat from that tree. In the Bible, you can see all the commandments of the Lord, such as love the Lord your God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't commit adultery, don't gossip, don't practice pride, malice. Cheating and all kinds of things that go along with sinful nature. So God gave us the law, 
But the Bible said that we cannot be saved by observing the law. What does it mean? It means that you and me, every human being on earth, cannot go to heaven, cannot be righteous by trying to observe all the laws in the Bible. I may be able to observe 10% of the Bible, or maybe some of you say, I can observe 50% of the law, but you cannot do it all the time anyway. We all fail, we all make mistakes, because of the justice of God. Listen carefully. Because of the justice of God, we cannot go to heaven. We face curses and the death and the punishment of sin. But God is so gracious and loving toward us. He sent Jesus Christ to take the punishment that we deserve on himself so that we don't have to be punished. He was punished or he was crucified. He faced death. He faced whipping and all kinds of problems when he was on earth for our sake. He took the sin from us so that we can receive the righteousness of God. I cannot claim that I am righteous because I'm a great guy, because I'm a pastor, because I know the Bible, because I, wow, love God so much. I don't have my own righteousness. The righteousness that I have right now comes only through the death of Jesus Christ, his resurrection from the Father. So when we become a Christian, we become a saint or a justified person or a child of God. And we clothe the righteousness of God on us by faith. We are born again by faith. Faith in what? In the gospel. Faith in who Jesus is. He's the son of the living God. He is the savior. He is the Lord. Faith in what Jesus did for us at the cross and at the whipping post. Faith in the power of his blood. Faith in his word. We are saved by grace. Through faith of our heart, we make a decision. I'm going to believe in Jesus, that he is the son of God. He's my savior. He's my Lord. He created me. He died for me. He paid a price for me. I have faith. And by his grace, by his mercy, he died for me. He paid the price of the punishment of sin for me. So you can see that Jesus is the demonstration of the grace of God. We are saved by grace, which means by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And we receive that salvation or receive the new life because we put our faith in Jesus Christ. We are not saved by observing the law. But the Bible says that God never delete the law. God never cancel the law. God gives mankind the law in the Bible to read, to understand, so that we will know what is right, what is wrong, what is righteousness or holiness, and what is sin. We need to know what is right and what is wrong. Even though we are saved by faith, but the law is still there. The commandments of the Lord are still there. And we need to know them. We need to study the Bible. We need to understand God's way, God's will. And we need to know what is wrong in the eyes of God. And we are saved by grace through faith. But you remember the first passage of the scripture that I read? Paul said that he preached the gospel to the Gentiles so that they can practice obedience that comes by faith. In other words, true faith will produce 
the obedient action. In other words, when we are really born again, not only that we have faith in Jesus, but the true faith in Jesus, He is my Lord, my Savior, we also produce action of obedience to the command of the Lord. A truly born again Christian will believe in the heart that Jesus is their God. And they have faith in the commandments of Jesus Christ. And they will make a decision to repent of their sin and obey what God says. Let's look at Romans chapter 3 verse 31. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. Please don't tell me that after you become a Christian, you don't need to study the Bible. You don't need to know the law of God. You don't need to obey God anymore. You can live a loose life. You can live a sinful life. You can do whatever you want. You can lie. You can cheat. You can commit adultery. You can gamble. You can get into addictions and do a lot of bad things. And by the grace of God, I'm safe anyway. No. If you really have faith, true faith, you are really born again Christian. You will treat Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, your Master, and you make a decision to repent of your sin and you obey the law or the commandments of the Lord. The first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your spirit, with all your strength. And the second command is love other people. Love other people just like you love yourself. If you can practice these two, you can practice the whole Bible. Because if you love God, you shall obey Him. And you love other people, you will not take advantage or gossip about people or you will not hurt or cheat other people. Therefore, again, I want to make a summary. We are born again to become a real Christian by putting our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We recognize that we are sinners. We have fallen short of the glory of God. We accept the grace through Jesus Christ who paid the price of the punishment of sin for us. And after Jesus became our Lord and Savior and Master, we agree with Him to know His commandments. And when we know that we break some commands, we repent and say, Sorry, Lord, I will follow your commandments. Later on in this teaching, I will show you how God showed His grace to us. Grace is not just stopping at what Jesus did for us at the cross. Let me ask you this question. Is Jesus your Lord? Or Jesus is your also Savior as well? I believe that the Lord is your Savior and your Master if you are a truly born-again Christian. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 10 talk about the heart condition of faith in salvation, in being a truly born-again Christian. Romans 10, 9 to 10, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. Justified means God gives you righteousness, not your own righteousness. You cannot obey every law in the Bible. We all are weak. We all are imperfect. We cannot be perfect in obeying every law in the Bible. And it is with your mouth you confess and are saved. You believe in your heart and confess that Jesus Christ is your master and 
your Savior. My dear brothers and sisters, the Heavenly Father sent Jesus into the world for a few reasons. Definitely the first reason, He came to die on the cross to be punished for your sin, to get the sickness that you deserve, to get the curse that is on you so that He can give you salvation, righteousness, life, prosperity, healing, health, and blessing. That is one of the reasons Jesus came, to save the world from sin, curses, sickness, bondage, and failure. But another reason Jesus came into the world is to show us who God is, how God moves and talks and ministers. The third reason Jesus came into the world in order to show us how a man or a human being like you and me should walk on this earth. So I'm going to read in the scripture here to show Jesus set us a good example of a righteous man or a man who really believed in God the Father. John chapter 5 verse 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most actually I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. We can see here that Jesus showed us how to be a son and a daughter of God. And if you are truly born again Christian, you set the goal in your life that I want to become more like Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. He is my savior. He is my model. He is my best example. What kind of example he showed us in this scripture? He obey the father. Whatever the Father says, He said. Whatever the Father did, He did. He followed the commands or the direction of the Father. We should do the same thing. We are little Christ in this generation. We make a decision in our heart. God, I'm going to obey your command. Even though I'm saved by grace, even though obeying the command alone will not save me because I'm not perfect, I still make mistakes. But still, because I'm truly born again, I will do the best I can to follow the law and the commands of God. Don't be discouraged that you say, Oh, Pastor Lau, wow, that is very hard. <laughs> I cannot obey the command of God. Thank God He knows our shortcomings. He understands our weaknesses. He knows that we have the nature of Adam and Eve, or we call the sinful nature or the flesh. Therefore, He wants to extend the grace to another level. And the grace does not stop only at what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 8. Again, the grace of God is not just a ticket for you to sin or to do whatever you want. Actually, the grace of God is the person. His name is the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the grace of God while he was walking on earth. Today, in this generation, the Holy Spirit is the demonstration or the person of the grace of God. Galatians 6 say, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that sinful nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, capital S, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. My brother and sister, our God has his eternal principle or ways of doing things. It's like a natural law. When you jump out of the building, the scientific natural law, you're going to come down to the ground 
because of the law of gravity. There are also spiritual laws, the laws of the Holy Spirit and the laws of sin. The principle is this: when you follow your sinful nature and you don't want to repent, you keep doing what is wrong from your sinful nature. You're gonna reap what you sow, or you're gonna face what you need to face. That is destruction. I have seen so many families fall apart because the husband did not want to repent, and then the whole household get into big trouble. The kids suffer, the wife suffer, financial breakdown, divorce again and again because the man in that house follow his sinful nature. Even though you are a believer, a born again Christian, but if you don't really obey God. You try to please your flesh. Eventually, this law gonna take place in your life. You reap what you sow. If you love life, you need to sow what pleases the Holy Spirit. If you sow to please the Holy Spirit, you're gonna reap life, including eternal life. What is the demonstration of grace today? After Jesus Christ finished His work two thousand years ago, He sent the Holy Spirit to be in us and on us. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Grace who gives us power to be able to do what God says. We are not strong enough. We don't have enough power to obey the command of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is like a hand move into the glove. We are the glove, and He move, and we practice the law as a new nature, the nature of God on the inside of us. Galatians chapter five verses sixteen to eighteen. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. Your flesh say, I want to gossip, and the Holy Spirit say, Don't do it. Stop. So you don't do what your flesh want to do. You follow the Holy Spirit. That is the lifestyle of a born again Christian. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Again, the law is still there, but you're saved by faith. The righteousness of God came on you because you put your faith in Jesus and you repent of your sin and you want to follow the law, but you cannot do it yourself. The law has never been cancelled, but now a person living in you. That person is the spirit of the living God. I tell you why I love to lay hand on people. Why I really love to see the fire of the Holy Spirit touch people. Because I understand the principle in the Bible. The more of the Holy Spirit. In the life of my members, the easier they can say no to their flesh. Number two, the more I train them to yield to the Holy Spirit, the easier for them to resist the flesh and yield to the Spirit of God. So I try to train the members of New Hope International Church to be spiritual people, to be led by the Spirit, to be controlled by the Spirit. And not to be controlled by the flesh. That is a job of the pastor like me to teach, to train, to help God's people to grow up, to become spirit-led people or spiritual people, not carnal, not fleshly people. God wants to see you and me to become a real born-again Christian by following the Spirit of God or 
guided by the Spirit of God. Romans chapter 8 verses 1 to 8 say, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Many times people just stop at verse 1 and never read verse 2. Say, oh, you know, I can sin, I can gamble, I can flirt with women even though I'm married, I can cheat money, I can corrupt. Because there is no condemnation. Don't condemn me. Don't condemn me. I can do whatever I want. I can smoke weed. I can get addiction and I can go to gambling and do all kind of bad things. Don't condemn me because I am in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. But they forget to read verse 2. Because through Jesus Christ, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. So in other words, you will not be condemned if you walk with the spirit of God. Because you will not yield to your flesh. In other words, you will sin less and less. And you want to follow the law of the Spirit, which is the law of God. Love, mercy, kindness, joy, giving, being generous, being forgiving, being gracious to people. The law of the Spirit, which will give you life. Set you free from the law of sin and death. There are two laws here. The law of the Spirit and the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature. God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so He condemned sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live. Now, this scripture who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. Listen carefully. God knows that we are weak. We cannot follow all the law by our own strength. We make mistakes. We deserve death, sickness, poverty, failure, hell. God knows that we have the sinful nature. So He helped us by sending Jesus Christ to take our sin and punishment of sin. We call iniquities on Him. And when He did that, he opened the door for us who believe to receive the Spirit of God into our life. And we make a decision, I'm going to please God. I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to live my life according to the sinful nature anymore. I'm going to walk with the Spirit of God so that I can be victorious, blessed. I can be prosperous, healthy, strong because I follow the law of the Spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of the sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. We can see here that you have two choices in your life. If you are truly a born-again Christian, you love God. You appreciate God, what He did for you. He sent His Son to suffer, to lay His life for you. He has shown His goodness to you. He forgives you. He blessed you even though you don't deserve. You say, God, I love you so much. I'm not going to set my mind on my sinful nature anymore. Because when I do that, I will not please you. 
I gonna set my mind on the things of the Holy Spirit, and I gonna let your Holy Spirit control me because you are my master. I'm not the owner of my life anymore. I'm not the master of my own life anymore. I give my life to you. You are the owner of my life, and I gonna please you. That is a truly born again Christian. I believe this teaching is very important because many people. Accepted Christ, but they don't even know what does a truly born again Christian should be doing, should be living. I believe this is a very strong foundation that you should know. I just want to make sure that you're gonna go to heaven with me. I want to make sure that you are the truly born again Christian, and the kingdom of heaven belongs to you. You're gonna see Jesus one day in heaven, and your life will be a great witness. So I want to encourage you. To be saved by the grace of Jesus Christ, true faith, and that real faith, a true faith, will produce obedience. Obedience, what? Obedient to the law and to submit and surrender to the Spirit, who will lead you and move on the inside of you to practice the law of God. Let me read a few scripture to show you that the Spirit of God is the grace in your life, the power in your life. Zechariah chapter twelve, verse ten. The Bible say the spirit of grace and supplication. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of grace. In another scripture, also called the Holy Spirit, the spirit of grace. Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty nine. The Bible talk about the Holy Spirit that He is the spirit of grace. Some people insulted the spirit of grace. My dear brothers and sisters. I pray that you will not only depend on the grace of Jesus Christ, who died for you after you are truly born again, repent of your sin. But after the minute you were born again, you began and continues to work with the Holy Spirit, who is the demonstration of the grace and the power and the love in you to help you to walk according to the law of God. Amen. My question to you. In this lesson, how a person is truly born again? What can a person do in his heart and in his action to be a born again Christian? Number two, according to what you learn from this lesson, how has God shown His grace to you? Thank you so much. May the Lord really show you the way and help you to be a truly born again Christian. I will come back to you next time in lesson thirty-five and teach you how to walk as a born-again Christian in obedience. God bless you. Thank you so much. May the Lord give you more measure of the Holy Spirit, give you so much grace to be able to walk uprightly before the eyes of God. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.